This is the Reclaiming Families podcast. It is our goal to expose the lies that undermine, erode, and destroy the family while discovering and reclaiming God's design for gender, marriage, family, and sexuality. So join us for open conversation about the struggles and joys of reclaiming families. Well, hello and welcome back. It's been a while and we are so glad that you are listening to Reclaiming Families. This is our episode one of season two of Reclaiming Families. Which is really, I mean, I'm very excited to do a season two and kind of see where this thing goes this year. That's right. So we took a little break in December and in January um, just to be able to celebrate Christmas and New Year's and be able to plan for a new season of Reclaiming Families. And we hope that hope you guys had a good Christmas. We hope everybody had a good New Year's. We did. Yeah, I think uh, just looking back on it, we um, we did a gingerbread competition. Yeah, well, you know, I guess our last episode... We probably announced we won that thing. Well, I don't think we had it yet, but I think we announced like all the things we were going to try to do for Advent. Yeah, that's right, that's right. And so one of our family staples... Is a gingerbread competition. Yeah. And we won it. We actually have a trophy that we pass around. Yeah. And uh, my parents had to hand it off to us this year because we dominated in the competition. It was pretty great because the one thing that was different this year is that normally you just all have to share the ingredients. So it's like we're on teams. It's, it was Randy, me, and Ellie. Well, you know, Ellie kind of wandered around. It was Randy's parents. Um, and then it was my parents on a team. So there's three teams. And then my grandmother and Randy's brother. So there's four teams total. Yep. And this year you could bring one secret ingredient that you did not have to share with anybody else. So we ended up bringing fondant. And we learned how to do fondant for Ellie's first birthday cake. And really there, there was no competition after that. Yeah, like we would share all the tools that you can use to manipulate the fondant, but we, we would not share, share the fondant. fondant itself. So we thought it was pretty clever. Right. The other people thought it was cheating. Um, but lo and behold, we went and got our next door neighbor to judge the competition, and he said we won. But it's pretty crazy because compared to last year, like any of the houses they this year would have won last yeah. year. So the competition just gets more and more and more. And I've got ideas for next year that I'm just, I cannot wait to build this gingerbread house. And so, so it's a lot of fun. It was good. We did our Advent devotional. But. Yeah, and I would say that, uh, you know, I think, you know, looking back, we probably changed some things. It's um, maybe get something a little bit more age-related. It's kind of hard to keep our little girl's attention uh, reading through. Uh, I forget what we, what the name of the, the Advent. Prepare Him Room, I think. Prepare Him Room, maybe, but... You know, I personally would like to do something, maybe a, just a quick little devotion at breakfast daily, you know, but this one had a lot of songs in it. I did appreciate that. We sang a lot of um, Advent songs. She's still singing Joy to the World every night before bed, which is pretty funny. She doesn't want to sing her you it's know, bedtime February 1st song. Now. She wants yeah. to sing Joy. She but says, she doesn't she say, say Joy to the World. She says, Joy, Joy, Joy. That's right. That's all she says. And so... Um, but it is pretty wild how much she has picked up from Christmas mm-hmm. and, uh, she is learning a ton and we're very excited about her, um, her growth, her maturity, how she's, she's growing yeah. up. 
No. You know, I feel like some of our plans over Christmas and New Year's kind of had a damper on it because while I was on break from school, we were pretty much sick the whole time. We got, Ellie got the stomach virus first, then I got it, then Randy got it, and then I got it again, kind of. Yeah, we say so, stomach virus is kind of like just throwing up all the time. Yeah. And uh, that was over Christmas. I can't remember if we had a fever or not. I did. But, yeah. Me and just, Ellie did. I can't remember if you did. And then we were, Ellie was, or we were better for three days from that, and then we got COVID. So we're actually like pretty thankful to have gotten COVID out of the way. Somehow we've dodged it for the last two years, and we didn't get it until the Omicron. So we feel pretty thankful for a mild case. Yeah, yeah, it's um, very mild. Now yeah. it feels like nobody's ever going to be able to escape this variant. But yeah, yeah, I think it's it's coming for it's coming for everybody. Yeah. So, but then, you know, I started my very last semester of grad school, so still counseling. So if anybody needs some counseling, you can go over to the Next Step Behavioral Health and ask for me. And if our schedules match up, maybe I could see you there until yeah. May because I'll be graduating in May. That's right. That's right. And so then who knows? Who knows yeah. what the plans are after that? We also reorganized our house a little bit. Yep. We we actually got rid of we have a we had a room that we did podcasts in where it was, it was always set up that we would just walk in there and now record we're, them. We're sitting at the kitchen table now. But we yeah, we're sitting at the kitchen table and we took everything down because we made it a playroom for our little girl because we, made we need room. The playroom for a baby room. That's right. We're so, having a new baby boy. And yeah. so uh, So we had a big celebration about that over the break. We had a gender reveal. Found out we're having a little boy. Yeah. And, uh, we're thrilled. We are very thrilled. We're very excited. And we're, um, I'm kind of eager to, you know, meet this little guy and yeah. see him, uh, you know, grow up and, and to be a, to be a dad to him. It, so we're it'll be, excited. it's really sweet probably to, well, I mean, maybe it'll, it, I think I'm expecting it to be sweet to see Ellie be a big sister too. I yeah. mean, she is obsessed with babies right now. And so, I think having a, a baby of her own. If you ask where baby Elijah lives right now, she points to her own belly. So I don't know if that's a, a healthy thing or not. That's right. That's right. But um, she she says baby Ahaya lives in her belly. Yeah. So. One more thing that we didn't put on the notes, but uh, yeah, you can go back and you can listen. There's an interview with JP Dewey about Amachi oh, yeah. and a mentoring program and. And, you know, we signed up for that program, and we started mentoring a young man. Yep. And uh, it's really, uh, we're excited about it. So yeah. we'll see where it goes. Yeah, it's been a good experience so far. We've only got to hang out with them once. Yep. Hanging out with them again this week. And so it's yeah. a sweet opportunity. It is. You can go back, you can listen to that podcast, and hear some, uh, some of JP's experiences. And, and uh, yeah, it's uh, we're excited about it. So we wanted to recap a little bit. Now, if you go back and listen to our very first episode of Reclaiming Families, we kind of explain why Reclaiming Families. Um, but it's been several months, almost a year since we recorded that episode. And um, in some ways, things have changed and in some ways, things haven't changed at all. And so we wanted to give you guys a little bit of some vision behind Reclaiming Families and even some direction that you as followers of Reclaiming Families can pray for the future. So as you know, you hear it every time in the very beginning of our episodes, we say that uh, Reclaiming Families exists to expose the lies that undermine, erode, and destroy the family. 
while discovering and reclaiming God's design for gender, marriage, family, and sexuality. And so with that, that is what we want to do. There's so many lies. I mean, we could go through every single one of those, gender, marriage, family, sexuality, and we could just, we could say, you know, here's, here's a lie that is all over society um, about each of those things. But we also, we clearly can see the beauty of God's design, and we can clearly see how God um, has created the world, and he's created gender, how he created marriage, and, and family, and sexuality, and those are very good things that are super important for us as believers, as Christians, to get right and to, to understand God's design and the beauty behind it. And so um, we just wanted to recap some of that a little bit. Yeah, and so we want to focus on you know this year on some of these lies in some of these areas. And mm-hmm. so hopefully there'll be a lot of seasons of Reclaiming Families and uh, we'll get to hit on, you know, all the lies that we can think of, mm-hmm. you know, all the things that are destroying the family. But uh, this year, we want to focus in on um, three or four of them. And the first one we want to focus on is warm homes. Yeah. And, you know, warm homes for many reasons is that I I have seen, I know, like, I, I come from a, a really good home. Like, my, my parents... Uh, they did the best they could to raise us boys. Uh, but I've also seen other homes and it's, you know, it's, uh, I've just seen homes where, uh, and it's hard, it's hard to say this without putting my home down and I'm not going to put my home down, uh, and how my parents did, but I've just seen homes that were a little bit different. And, uh, and when I walk into a home, like one time I walked into a home this lady had eight kids. This, I mean, this family, this couple had eight kids, and it was the warmest, funnest home I had been in in a long, long time. Like all these eight kids, they, all different ages. They're oh, you know, man. they're toddler. Well, no, they they had an infant, I guess, at that point, all the way up to teenagers. The older kids are taking care of the younger kids, and they're all learning responsibility, and they're loving each other, playing with each other, playing fighting laser with each tag other through the house. And, uh, you know, you hear a cry in the background and she'd say, eh, that's not, that's a, that's a, I kind of hurt my pride cry, not a, I'm really in trouble cry. And she just let it go, you know, and, and it was just this sense of like, she knew family, but the family had a sense of just like warmth and, uh, everybody sat at the dinner table. Everybody wanted, everybody all the ate. little kids wanted to be a big kid. Like the, oh, I, yeah. I can't remember what age you became a big kid. But like the big kids, you know, help set out the plates for dinner and and set the table and stuff like that. And so all the little kids wanted to become a big kid to be able to like have some more family responsibility. And they just did it well. I mean, they obviously would probably say, no, we didn't do it that well. Right. They would say they're they're not perfect parents by no means. But it was encouraging for us. There is no perfect parents. But it was encouraging for us to see how, um, how much emphasis was put on the family and... Um, how they were raising these children. And so that's what we want to kind of hit on is ways that you can create a warmer home. And, and by warm, you know, what do we, you know? It's funny what? because like, I don't, we know what we mean by warm. <laughs> it's so hard to describe. But though. it's like when other people ask us, what do you mean by warm? We're like, you know, 
warm. But right. if you think about the opposite of warm, cold, cold-hearted, right. distant, uncaring, uncaring, right? And so a warm home would be that kind of home where it's like relationally kind, relationally caring, the kind of home where there is emotional safety and security. There's healthy attachments within the relationship. And we would say there's healthy discipleship among the family happening. But when we look at so many families, we're just struggling with the reality of busy lives and, you know, the world calling in so many different directions. It's hard to be the men and the women and the mothers and the fathers that God calls us to be. And so we want to stop and just hear from some other families um, in the next, I think we're starting in a couple of weeks, the next few episodes in a couple of weeks to hear from families who have done warmth relationally in their homes really well in here. Yeah, families that we look at from the outside and we're like, well, you seem to have fostered a warm home in some way. You know, like we know that every family that we bring on this podcast, every person is going to be um, flawed, you know, deeply flawed, you know, and it's going to know that they're flawed. But there's also, you know, things that we can do to foster warm homes. And so we're, uh, we're excited about these families and uh, we want to bring them on and kind of get some kind of golden nuggets from them. How can we apply what they do to our lives? And so it's, uh, um, yeah, so warm homes is going to be something that we're going to focus on this year. And we're hoping to get, um, you know, like good perspective from the parents, you know, the moms and the dads as kind of the leaders, the the king queen, should we say, of the homes. But then we also hope to bring on some people um, that are also like the kids of the family. So what's it like from the the kids who are now, I guess, adults perspective. So hopefully we can work that out and get, um, get people, both perspectives. Get, yeah. Get both perspectives. And I think that'd be pretty funny too. You know, it's uh, I like to, you know, I'm, I'm kind of curious. We haven't recorded them yet. And so I'm kind of curious on, on how they, uh, how they pan they out. out. Yeah. yeah. That's right. But it is a value that we strive for. And the whole the whole thing with reclaiming families in general, and especially with some of these series like Warm Homes, is it's Randy and I trying to learn for our own That's right. family, for our own children, for our own, you know, walks with the Lord, how to do these things well. And so we just figured, why not record some of these conversations and let you guys have an opportunity to learn alongside of us. That's exactly right. So, um, the other thing that we want to focus on. Well, is, there's a few things, but yeah. Well, did you have something else about warm homes? Uh, no, no, no. Let's move on to the next one. Okay. So the other thing we want to focus on is what it looks like to celebrate life. So big deal. Um, this past, well, a week and a day ago, Saturday, was the 49th anniversary of Roe v. Wade. And if you follow current events, and I guess would the word be politics or just current events, 
Um, both. Yeah. If you are following the news, um, you probably know that Roe v. Wade has gone back to the Supreme Court. They've already heard the first round of um, hearings, trial. What, what would it be? Hearings? I'm not sure. They've already heard the first round of whatever it is that the justices hear and are supposed to make a decision. What I hear, um, what, I, what I believe is true, I could be wrong about this, in June. And so it is very possible that Roe v. Wade will not see a 50th anniversary, which would be a huge praise God for babies in the womb, for mothers, for women's rights, um, and for the rights of unborn children. Yeah, and it wouldn't, it wouldn't stop, it wouldn't ban abortion, but it would just drive abortion back to the states for each state to make its own decision on abortion. And I think that is... But do you think it could, like, could it outlaw it for the whole nation? Like, I mean, it probably won't, but like, could it, if it's like, well, actually, we, we actually find this as murder, could they end up? I think it'd be really cool if they but did come won't. out and have that, that stance, but I think they're going to... Just reverse it to pre... I think they're going to reverse it too. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know, but it's like I think they'll reverse it back to the states have their own choice, and uh, and it's not a a right in the Constitution. Yeah, and, uh, which has never been a constitutional right. If anything, it's a right to, as we know, the life, like life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, which ends if you are not right. actually given the right to be born. But one of the things that we want to do is to, um, leading up to that, we want to celebrate life. And so we want to be praying towards um, Roe v. Wade being overturned. But we also want to do that um, in having special guests come on the podcast to um, celebrate life alongside of us. That's right. That's right. Because, you know, it's, it's so... Abby Johnson does a really good job of this. That It's not only... Do you stand against Roe v. Wade? Do you want to ban abortion? But you have to think, too, that if abortion is banned, then what do you do with all the mothers, all the pregnant mothers? And uh, and so you have to walk alongside of them, right? These babies are going to be born. They're going to be raised. and They'll be put up for adoption. or or uh, But these, these moms, you know, it's just a great opportunity to help Step into broken situations, yeah. And uh, so we're learning about some groups in town that um, do that, that do help these moms who um, have gotten pregnant and are in a broken situation, and and kind of love them well and, and redeem them. So it's really cool stuff. Some of these groups are very powerful, and uh, we're excited to talk to them and have them on the podcast. Yeah. And this is just a side note. If anyone's listening and they. Um, know someone or find themselves in a what they call crisis pregnancy, an un- unplanned, unexpected pregnancy. Um, here in Knoxville, we have Hope Resource Center that you can always call. But even um, nationwide, you can look up the the Love Line, which is um, through Pro Love Ministries, a ministry that Abby Johnson started, and it's a ministry that really, it, I mean, it is so encouraging because they meet the needs like if you are a single mom or even if you don't have to be single if you're a struggling mom they will help you meet your needs whether it be helping you pay for rent or pay for um 
gas to get to work, find a job, like they will help meet your needs. And it's so cool because, um, you know, we, I guess, I mean, this is, this is going off the rail a little bit off topic. We haven't planned to talk about this, but I was thinking about it as we were describing this, you know, today at church, we were going through Acts 2, 42 through, um, you know, that chunk of scripture. And he started talking about how, you know, when everybody was selling their possessions and giving um, wherever there was need, you know, that is done out of a heart of generosity, not a heart of being forced to That's right. Forced to do it. And so I think what is so neat about pro-love ministries and about the love line is that it is people who are just out of the deep, like out of just the generosity of their own hearts, they're, they're meeting need for these families and for these moms and for these children. And so, um, maybe, you know, that having them on the podcast would be a long shot, but maybe we could call that <laughs> love line and just, <laughs> just That's see. Right. No, I don't think That's that they'll right. be coming on this season, but maybe in the future. Yeah. But it is just, it does make you smile when you think about just the overwhelming generosity of people who don't have to care about, um, Mothers who are struggling due to uh, becoming pregnant, and they're just saying, no, it's my joy to walk beside you and to love you well and to see some redemption occur in your life and to see that this is not the end but the beginning of a another precious life and to raise that child. Um, and so, I don't know, it's just a very, very awesome picture of generosity. It's a good picture of the gospel. Um, that God is a very generous God. And uh, and so it's, uh, yeah, I do love it. And so the last uh, section, or the last kind of thing that we're going to talk about a little bit more is is school. Mm-hmm. And uh, Well, there could be a few things that we talk about more, that's like right, that's a right. little standalone episode here and there. But. That's right, that's right. But school is an, is an opportunity where, yeah, we're kind of, you know, we've got a little girl that she's not about to start school next year or the year after or the year after, but. Um, It is coming up and it's also, you know, in today's culture, in today's world, it's a, um, it's really a, it's becoming a very political topic, you know, school choice and, and, uh, and what kind of uh, curriculum is taught in schools. And so you see all these um, issues coming up in, I think, Norfolk, Virginia and the books that are being read and, you know, like there's books being read in schools and school libraries that just describe like homosexual, pornographic um, acts, and it's it's books that our kids have access to in these libraries that would be rated X, you know, right? It'd be rated where it's like you'd have to be 18 to go see that in a movie, um, but our kids can pick up this book and read it, and, and so it's just like this this battle right now um, for American schools. And so hopefully we'll get some, you know, some teachers on here and some uh, um, some resources for different avenues other than public schools. And then I don't know if we'll talk about uh, school choice and some of these uh, options and kind of what Knoxville's doing. We'll kind of see as it goes, but I think schools is something that I'm very interested in. And uh, I want to see uh, parents have the... Uh, opportunity to pick and choose what they believe is best for their child and so i want to give parents the power and that's kind of an interest that we started doing some episodes about last season um 
And as we got going with it, we realized like there's a lot more here than what we um, allowed the time for. But we'd encourage you to go back to, I know, I know we've said this a few times, but really go back to last season and check out the episode with um, Hannah Haney talking about educating your children. And also there is an episode from Sherry Lewis about an education option called Classical Conversations. Um, we're hoping to have some people on to talk about River's Edge. Um, when a, it's a, a private, I don't know what it would technically be called, but it's like a half and half school where you go to school half the time and you're homeschooled half the time, which seems like a pretty neat uh, opportunity for, for people that want their kids home a little bit more. So, and you know, throughout the, the next season, um, and we're saying the season will go until June just because our life's going to be transitioning big in June. We might go through June. We might take a break when we have our little guy um, join us, but we don't know what's to come. But right, there will right. probably be some other episodes thrown in about marriage and um, some people that we asked to come on last season that schedules didn't quite work out with us that hopefully um, we can still get on and things like that. So, yeah, we're pretty excited. Yeah, about yeah I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to yeah. All this stuff is a good resource for myself, and so I, I hope it's a good resource for you, and and it's interesting, and uh, yeah, I hope yeah. you enjoy and and follow us, and yeah, if you do follow us, if you could rate us on iTunes and give us five stars, and it really helps us get the uh, the word out. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and and uh, yeah, we are excited about the season. Yeah, and you know, we do just want to let you in on we. We would love to see Reclaiming Families grow. And as I graduate in May and um, we're just, you know, after our baby comes and things like that, we'll be able to give more and more attention to Reclaiming Families, Lord willing. And so um, right now it's just this podcast, a little collection of of resources on our website. Please check that out at reclaimingfamilies.org. But we really do, as we start to grow, we want to be able to focus more specifically on those areas, gender. Um, what does it look like to reclaim femininity and masculinity? What does it look like to reclaim marriage? What does it look like to reclaim family, sexuality? There is so much brokenness in our world that is attacking those areas specifically. And so one thing that we want to be able to offer in the future, and this is something that we would ask for your prayers to be able to meet this need, is to be able to come in and offer um gospel-centered or or Christian worldview-based counseling um, for people struggling with those issues. And so um, we would love to do that. We would love to also have events to help um, in each of those areas as well. So that's kind of our long-term vision for Reclaiming Families, that we would have events, that we would have, um, you know, we'd be able to sit and, and counsel with um, families or, or struggling couples, struggling uh, singles, whatever it may be. And so we would ask that you guys would pray alongside of us that the Lord would would grow reclaiming families and that we would um, have wisdom and that we would, um, yeah, follow hard after him in it. Yeah, let's we'll see where the Lord takes it. Mm-hmm. So again, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, check out the website, reclaimingfamilies.org. And we'll see you next week for the start of one of these big series. Sounds good. Let's do it. Thank you for listening to Reclaiming Families. 
Check us out at reclaimingfamilies.org where you can find our latest podcasts, blogs, news, and events. We look forward to seeing you all next time.